This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The score 7 FM along with Harvey and Julian. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon, how are you? Larry, how are we doing tonight, my friend? Doing pretty good, Gordon. Doing pretty good. Uh, a little disappointed in the next time. Bing bong! But you could see from the outlet, right, they were just, they felt like they were running in quicksand tonight, Gordon. You know, th- did you see that too? Uh, I, I didn't see it early, but yeah, you definitely saw it in the second half. Even when they got the lead back up, they get up to eight or nine there at mm-hmm. one point, and uh, and everything was short. Everything was, you know, they were getting out rebounded, which is not like the Knicks. Uh, so yeah, just running out of get maybe that double overtime and and short a player as well, kind of took its toll on them tonight. A game that they absolutely should win against a, yes. a team that's got uh, came into the night with twenty wins on the season, but. Uh, it's never good when a winning streak ends. Uh, maybe it's better they get it out of the way here and they get to rest up a little bit before this West Coast road trip. But, uh, yeah, disappointing performance tonight for sure. No question about it. And what's funny about it, Gordon, is R.J. Barrett started out really good. He yeah. was, he looked as though he was going to have it and really played well overall, just like everybody else in the second half just couldn't buy a basket. But he started off well, and you if you could get him going like this, uh, which takes some pressure off of Randall and will take some pressure off Brunson when he returns, uh, th- this could be you know something that e- if, even though you lose, you're seeing that he's starting to put some things together. Yeah, good to see. Now you just need that consistency because he yeah. has had some moments during the course of the season where he's played well, but it just hasn't lasted. It's been very uh, schizophrenic. It's been very up and down. <laughs> So uh, hopefully this is the sign that he is uh, maybe starting to turn the corner a little bit, and uh, they needed him tonight to do that because Randall was – he seemed a little bit out of gas, uh, quickly came crashing back down to earth a little bit, and with not having Brunson again tonight, they're asking some guys to do a little bit uh, maybe too much, uh, yeah. and uh, it, certainly, uh, it certainly cost them. And give Charlotte credit, Gordon. They yeah. came in ready to play. They they wanted to, you know, make a statement. They wanted to be that team to end that in that winning streak, and, and they played well. Uh, they have some height that was it seemed difficult for the Knicks to match up against. Uh, also, uh, Gordon Hayward, who <laughs> I was laughing at him, Gordon, because for most of the game, uh, he was on. Well, he was trying to defend R.J. Barrett, and yeah. Barrett was going around him. He Too did. Big. He he looked like Evan Fournier. <laughs> <laughs> he did have some problems. A bit. <laughs> yeah, he did have some problems. But uh, look, for Charlotte, a team that has nothing to play for, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they have nothing to play for. They were missing their point guard as well. They were down mm-hmm. 16 points at halftime on the road and came out in that third quarter and caught fire. And even after uh, the Knicks stabilized things there at the end of the third, the start of the fourth, I think it was, they came right back, and yeah. uh, they were not missing shots. So uh, Gordon Hayward was big, Rozier was big, Obre was big, and and uh, Rand, uh, you know Randall near the the end. The, the Knicks clearly were getting frustrated with yeah. some calls, and maybe the biggest upset of the night was that Randall did not get a technical because it certainly seemed like he was not going to start stop complaining until he got one. And I think. I can't remember who was on the line, but Ubre was looking back at the ref like, are, you, are we going to do something here? Are we gonna, yeah, is he going to continue yeah. to yell the entire time? But um, not to be for the Knicks tonight. Uh, they let him play, Gordon. <laughs> they did let him play. There, <laughs> they were a lot, there was play. a lot of banging going on there. Yeah, no question. Uh, all you need to know about this game, Knicks couldn't score. They had 45 points in the second quarter. They had 39 in the second half. Yeah, I think That's the final the six minutes, the stat was uh, they, they got outscored 23-7 to seven over the oh. final six minutes. Yeah. 
Uh, I have a bunch of numbers written down here. I don't know what any of them means. Five of 26, is that possible? They went five yes. of 26 in it the second half or something. Yeah, <laughs> it is. so it was a uh, rough, rough uh, stretch there for the Knicks scoring-wise, and um, hopefully this is not uh, crashing back down to earth. I don't think it is. No, no. Uh, every, good teams lose to bad teams. Absolutely. And, I mean, it, Gordon, you, you won nine in a row. Yeah. I mean, now, you, you just have to really make sure teams. you don't start to give that back on this because yes. this road trip is going to be a, a step up. So, hopefully, they get Brunson back and they're at full strength and, and can see if they can do some damage at West. It, it, it's weird. Like, the starting five all in double figures, the starting mm-hmm. five all with negative plus minuses. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's strange, right? Yeah, it is. But it's how they play. You know, they struggled defensively. Uh, and listen, Charlotte got hot. They they hit some they hit some threes, and the Knicks couldn't buy threes. As hot as they were, is as cold as they were tonight. Uh, they were eleven of forty from three, while Charlotte was um, twelve of thirty-two. Right. So you know they they shot a little better, and they went to the basket, and you know the rebounding is. Uh, Dan Grosser mentioned in the postgame show, especially in that third quarter, was a difference. And it just seemed like they couldn't grab the ball, Gordon. Long rebounds kept mm-hmm. going all over their mm-hmm. head. They would tip it to somebody. It wasn't them. They didn't grab. They were tipping. They just they were just a step slow. So, listen, you chalk it up, and like you said, if you're going to lose, lose one now <laughs> before you head on this road trip and try to do the best you can. Especially, especially tough, the back-to-back Clipper-Laker game Saturday-Sunday. Yeah, and 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 this one was not easy because of the double overtime nature of the the, the Celtics game. So, mm-hmm. and and you, I, I thought that coming into this one that they would have Brunson back. I guess it's probably the best thing with yeah. the road trip to make sure he's a hundred percent healthy and and mm-hmm. everything. But uh, he was certainly missed tonight because Randall. It seemed like he was back to forcing things. Yeah, especially down the stretch of this game. Finished five of seventeen from the floor, two of nine from three, sixteen points. Uh, that's not what we've come to expect from him. I mean, it seemed like there there was a stretch where if it wasn't Randall scoring thirty five or thirty eight, it was Brunson scoring thirty five or thirty eight, but not to be tonight. No, it wasn't tonight. So the Knicks will, uh, you know, get themselves together and head on the road and. It is going to be interesting to see how they respond to this because they've been playing footloose and fancy-free. They've been playing well. They've been hitting their shots. And, you know, their their inability to, and once again, give Charlotte some credit, but their inability to move the ball, Gordon, and get the ball to go to the basket a little bit more, uh, settling for the three when they couldn't hit it, it just, it, it just wasn't – it was just one of those nights for them. Yeah. Oh, well, look, this is – this is the wake-up call, right? That mm-hmm. it, that if you don't bring it, like the Knicks, their their margin for error for for as good as their record is, I think is more narrow than other good teams, mm-hmm. where they can just kind of rely on talent. Uh, not to say the Knicks are not talented, but they have to they have to bring it. They have to bring it for all four quarters. They were not able to do that after halftime tonight. They let the Hornets hang around, and eventually it burned them. Yeah, that's the thing. You needed to put them away early. And and then hang on to the lead. <laughs> you know, you need. I, yeah, sixteen was, at halftime is not is not anything really. No, no, not it's not, not nearly enough. I mean, not when Boston gave up twenty eight to the to the Nets. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and especially this season, Gordon, where scoring is, I mean, people are scoring like 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 we're playing video games in in mm-hmm. the league this year. I mean, scoring is way up. It doesn't seem like anybody is defending. Uh, I mean, I know they don't really defend in the NBA till the playoffs anyway, but it just seems like people aren't even getting in the way of people now. It's just so when you look at a game like this and you understand that the Knicks have been, I think during their streak, they were averaging like 120 plus game points per game, which is astounding for a Knicks team. 
Uh, you know, once again, not able to shoot tonight. I mean, uh, what? Uh, they shot um, for the game. They shot uh, 42%, which Gordon really isn't that bad. Not terrible, but it was. Not terrible, they made a lot of those shots in the first half and not a whole lot yes. in the second half. Yeah, they would, they would sleepwalking in the second half. They and, were just slow, slow. Yeah, the, the standings now, all of a sudden, you're two back at the Cavaliers and the Nets winning tonight. So now they're tied with you in the loss column. Mm-hmm. They're one game back. Yep. So that, that margin that you had built up between you and the Heat and the Nets, you know, that shows you how everybody got focused in during the winning streak of four, 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 uh, trying to catch the Cavaliers. Yeah, that's the goal. But don't forget, yeah. <laughs> there's teams – there's teams right behind you, and, and it kind of felt like with the way that the ease that the Knicks were able to beat the Nets, that the Nets were going to start to to fade away, and they've won three in a row now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'd be the Houston team that they should have beaten. Absolutely. Tonight, and they did a nice job there because, you know, they their goal is we're not trying to – listen, we don't want to play in either. <laughs> we, yeah, no, we, of we course. We want that sixth seed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, we, and we think we can take our fifth seed back. Because we figure that the Knicks, as hot as they were, they're going to come back a little bit. They, law of average would dictate that they'll lose some games. And maybe we can get back. But once again, if they continue to play the way they've been playing during that nine-game streak, Gordon, they're going to win more than they're going to lose. Yeah. Key's Except getting Brunson thing. back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need him. There's no question about it. You need him. 1-800-919-3776. Excuse me. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Well, you guys, uh, good to talk to you as always. You're better now than later, not an excuse. Every year, every three or four years, uh, Kelly Oubre, no matter where he's at, puts one on us. You guys remember that. He always seems to light it up in the garden. Uh, I can remember four or five games with different teams. He beats us. Then he's kind of a smug guy, but he can he can put the ball in the hole. And we ran out of gas. You're right, Gordon. Uh, Larry, the uh, double overtime game caught up with us. Barrett started off like a house of fire. We didn't turn the ball over again. I'm guessing under 10, but yeah. the rebounds were pretty even. But we didn't shoot. And, you know, when you shoot 25 30% from threes, you're going to lose. Randall looked gassed. Uh, quickly looked tired to listen. He only played 53 minutes and looked like he wanted to, wanted to run the marathon after the game. So we'll see what happens. This road trip's going to be interesting, boys. Just as a reminder, the back to back isn't the typical back to back. It's in the same building. There's no travel. So you plant yourself in your five star hotel and uh, you should beat the Lakers. And uh, the Clippers have not been playing well. They finally beat Memphis. That Memphis thing is turning into, uh, I hate yeah. to even deviate from the talk, you'll go to football at some point tonight. But uh, boy, does that have a, a remembering factor of Gilbert Arenas. And uh, this kid's on the threshold of throwing $300 million into the toilet. I hope he wakes up. I hope he gets some good advice. I'll leave you with this. They put that damage control, typical apology out there just to, to halt the uh, critics. But uh, David Stern would have been a lot more f- severe with his punishment than Adam Silver is. Adam Silver, I love him, but he's a little too chummy with the players. So we'll see how it all washes out. I think the Knicks could go 3-1 and one or 2-2 two and two on the trip. I'll be happy with that. Uh, so would I, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. And, Gordon, you know, just quickly on John Morant, I, you know, the more you read, the more you see. I know we talk about basketball and everything. Hey, you, gotta, you almost have to be concerned about his life choices and what's going to be not even basketball. This is like life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and maybe, look, he's a, he's a grown man now, but uh, the people he's hanging around with, uh, that's on him. 
but uh, getting that type of change, that level of change, is not easy to do. No, it isn't. It is not. 1-800-919-3776. We'll move to football at the top of the hour. We'll come back and talk more Knicks with you on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. George is in Union. George, you're next on 98.7. Big brother Larry, Mr. Gordon, always great to speak with you, Jed. Hey, I'm leaving the Knicks game, and right from the start, the team was very lethargic. But what did occur in observing the second unit, they recaptured and regained the lead both in the second and the third quarter. Somewhere about that. My question, guys, starting in the fourth quarter, I think the game must have been tied. Do you think it's worth it to potentially infuse some energy by going out of the rotation, potentially bringing in a Fournier, if you will, and or a sense just to give the offense a little bit of boost and to re-energize the team? You know, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. And I also have a question on the Giants as well, if I may. Uh, I guess possibly maybe it's an idea, but really you've had so much success with the nine-man rotation. I, I, I see why Tibbs stuck with it. Uh, you're right about the second unit. They play well. You know what, Gordon? RJ really plays well with that second unit as he bridges back and forth with them. Mm-hmm. He really does play well with them and because it allows him to be the second or the first option with now as opposed to the third option with Brunson and Randall as a starter. Yeah, and it, you know, Tibbs is not exactly the type of guy who is going to be shaking things up, and I don't know that any coach is going to be shaking things up when the team is currently on a nine-game winning streak. So yep. uh, we've seen far more desperate situations where Tibbs is not dipped down into the bottom of the bench, so I didn't think that tonight was going to be the night. I mean, if he doesn't play him when you're up by 20-something, he's right, not going to yeah. play him. <laughs> I mean, we've seen games where the Knicks have been blowing them out by 25 and Randall's still in the game with four minutes to go, so... <laughs> It didn't shock me. No, not at all. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, guys. How's it going? Hey, Jose. What's going on? Uh, I'm doing all right. I was, I'm was. i kind of a little disappointed, but we all know Ross's winning streaks are eventually supposed to come to an end. But, you know, you know, you know, my biggest concern is, you know, that 16 and 8 kind of really bothers, that stat line really bothers me because... You know, we, we, we can't have that in the playoffs. And I know that he's had such a great year, Mr. Randall, but we, we, we I know he was tired. It was very, it was a great streak, but you know, we can't have that in the playoffs and I hope that doesn't that doesn't show up to be the case, but we need to do a little bit better and um my concern is still RJ RJ Barrett because once he goes back to being the number three we still need that consistency. We can't have that excuse of him just going back into eight points. I hear you, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. I do think that once he's – now that he's got the confidence that he's going better, Gordon, I think he will be more aggressive because he's seeing that he's able to to play his game and, and be a you know a helpful contributor to the team. And if he struggles, he can you know make it up when he, when he bridges uh, the starters and, and the bench players in, on that second unit. Yeah, no question. And uh, it would be nice to have him find some consistency because as great as Randall has played this year, as great as Brunson has played this year, you can't expect them to be scoring 35 and 38 <laughs> and 40 points every single night. So, yeah, they would. I mean, the, the missing piece of this that you really could kind of get you over the hump here uh, in terms of playoff seedings, winning a playoff series, is if R.J. Barrett starts to 
starts to round into form and 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 play to the level that you thought you were going to get out of R.J. Barrett this year. Absolutely. Mark is in Newark. What's up, Mark? What's going on, Brother Larry? What's up, Gordon? Mark? Okay. I got to talk about Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, the last three games, it's like he, Larry, I, t- I tweeted you, and Spencer got that first step. He, he could take anybody to the rack. And it seems like when when when, when Brooklyn does their thing, like we scored 70 in the first half against the team that just beat you guys, um, it, they, they, they're just gelling, man, like Joe Harris. Joe Harris the last three games, too. Like, he's just been that – like, you know how they have game stoppers? He's, he's like that starter because out of nowhere, he's splashing these threes. And Royce O'Neal played great. I mean, everybody, man, everybody is just they're, – they're gelling. And um, they're believing in the coach. And, I mean, it just – they're fun to watch. These boys are balling. We had a guy on a 10-day, 10-day contract, Norell. Nerlens Noel, Noel, former Nick. Former yeah, Nick. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He was even balling out too. I was like, this. They just like everybody's contributing, like not trying to do what they don't do. Mm-hmm. And and Bridges, man, he looks like a star. I mean, he looks like a star. Like he's averaging like twenty five points a game, and and he's been scoring like thirty. Like this guy, wow. Yeah, I, I'm loving, 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 loving this team. Well, Mark, I tell you, and thanks for the phone call. Good hearing from you. The Nets are playing. The the Nets are playing well, Gordon. The only problem they have is just they just need another. They need a big time superstar mm-hmm. to 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 put these guys around them to take them to that next step. And like I said, they you know, uh, yes, they're gonna have a bunch of draft picks down the line that's gonna help them you know retool and and add some depth to their team. Sean Marsh did not do a bad job with getting some some workable, suitable players who can play well enough to make them still competitive. Yeah, they'll be competitive because it doesn't really help them to to be tanking because mm-hmm. they don't have their own picks. Um, no, look, they, they beat the Celtics, that big comeback. That's great. Uh, and then they went out and beat the Hornets and the Rockets, two teams that they're supposed to beat. Next mm-hmm. up for them is the Bucs, who they yeah. just lost to as well. So uh, we'll see if this turnaround is, is going to last uh, – you know, moving forward or whether or not it's just a product of playing some weaker teams. Yeah, well, it, it's it's going to be tough to beat Milwaukee. They're yeah, really good. nobody. <laughs> it's very hard. Very Tony's in the car. What's up, Tony? What's going on, guys? Just coming back from the game, and I'm gassed. This weekend was just exhausting, all right? I mean, they beat Miami. We've beaten Boston twice. Um, this was the trap game, and, and I, I said it. I didn't expect to win the Boston game, but to take that to double overtime, no Jalen Brunson, everybody performed. This was the game that when you come home, it's like if we got to win, I would have been ecstatic, but I didn't think it was going to happen because, once again, they, they played down to the level of competition. You know, Gordon Haywood started off in the second half. I mean, in the second second half of the game, Rozier second half of the game and this was one of those games where rj had it going but not really anyone else mm-hmm. and once again i love rj in that second unit all right but once again like you said you know when he's in that first unit he just sometimes just you know he's not as aggressive it looks like and once again they need they need to get jalen brunson back as quickly as possible 
Because once again, if he's not there, you can see the difference. I love quickly to death, but once again, we need our floor general back. And hopefully when we go on this road trip, and we and we go three and two, I'll be ecstatic. And we, so will I, Tony. Thanks for the phone call. So will I. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation with you on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Daniel Jones, hit lotto. <laughs> Gordon, you hit lotto. That's a pretty good deal, right? It's not bad. They didn't want to pay him $20 million, so they ended up paying him more than 40 <laughs> It's good work if you can get it. Yeah. It's good work if you can get it. And we know that the uh, jet contingents are uh, sunning and funning in California. But back on the East Coast, the uh, restricted franchise tag to Lamar Jackson Gordon, thirty-two million. You can play. Let's make a deal. It he does. It does provide the Jets now with a with a possible plan B. Yes. When we were sitting here last night talking about it, and see, wow, the Ravens aren't going to let Lamar Jackson go. I believe it. But I'll be honest with you, the 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 two first round picks. I mean, if it's true that you have to give up one for Rodgers, is giving up two for Lamar Jackson all that bad? No. I think that that's – I think I'd rather do that. It's not even a question. Now, the only problem is you got to give the, – the, the issue is not the two picks, not to me anyway. The problem no. is you got to give him a, a fully – what he's going to want is a fully guaranteed contract. And we see that as you pay these quarterbacks more and more – it becomes more and more difficult to fill out the rest of your roster. Now, look, you, you get somebody as great as Lamar Jackson. That certainly helps. But I don't know that the Jets are that complete of a roster right now. And if you're giving up two first-round picks as well, mm-hmm. that's going to make it a little bit more difficult. But, look, the Jets have to, have to, have to get a starting quarterback, a yes. good starting quarterback. Yes. And now there are two at least possible options for them to go. That's right. And they, and they better bring one of them in. The they only plan, the Larry, is it better work. <laughs> you know, they got to bring one of them in. Yeah. They have to. No they question. To. They have to. Back to the phones we go. Sheldon's in the car. Sheldon, you're next on 98.7. Yeah. Hi. Um, what do you think about starting quickly and having Barrett come off the bench? And I know you're going to say they won't do that because of the contract they gave Barrett. But if that gives you a team that wins more games, it just seems that for the time he plays, quickly is more productive. Well, Sheldon, what, what we find out, and, and thanks for the phone call, it's an interesting question, but what I would say to you is um, it's not who starts, it's who finishes. Yeah. And for the most part, I think you'll see Brunson, quickly Hart, Gordon, Randall, and Robinson in, mm-hmm. a, in a lot of situations, depending on matchups, of course. But depending on, on situations like that, I think you'll see them on the floor late anyway. Now, there's going to be some times, okay, if quickly not hitting, maybe you go with Barrett, maybe you want a little stronger defender in that case. So it's, it's, it's fluid. You, 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 know, you match up. But um, I, I'm not ready to change the starting rotation. I'm not ready to change it. It's, it's fine the way it is. Let Brunson run it. 
you know, Barrett, he has to make the adjustment. If he can't, he'll make the adjustment when he comes in that bridge from the starters to the bench. And then when he comes back in the second half, you see what he brings. If he can't do it, you do the same thing. When you bring in, when you have the second unit, he's on that unit. He just seems more comfortable. It's more wide open for him. He can find his shot. He's the guy that's really the scorer of that unit along with Quickly and Hart. So, you know, as long as it, as long as they are able to finish strongly, I don't think I'm ready to change it. I'm yeah, I'm not changing anything after a nine-game winning streak with emotional win after emotional win, playing shorthanded two days after playing double overtime. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Th- I think. <laughs> I don't know that necessarily. This is the time for changes. Yeah, no, we just keep riding. It's one game. It's one game, and they were one gassed. Game. You could see it. They had yeah. nothing in the second. Nothing. It's a bummer. It's 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 a downer, but of course it happens. Yeah, it does. Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante. Hey, guys. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, just wanted to chime in a couple of things with the Nick game. I know all winning streaks are going to come, you know, to an end. But do you really got to have it in this embarrassingly, like, to one of the worst teams? It's really pathetic. And I just felt like in that fourth quarter, there was no leadership from the coach, anybody on the floor, Tibbs goofed by not challenging that bogus offensive foul towards Mitch. That was a major goof up. And even though we won the Miami and the Boston game in, you know, I think we won them both by two points, it behooves us to not try to play close games because if you've seen, you know, um, once the game got close, the refs, you know, you know the you know the the, the crooked entity that they are. They pulled out all, all the stops to to you know make sure we lost that game. But even even as crooked as they are, that was a game that you should have won. Why are you continually shooting threes in the second half that aren't falling? It's like they just went back into bad Nick habits. The three wasn't falling in the second half. So oh Nick logic. Oh let's keep let's keep chucking them up. The only yeah, person driving eventually. to the basket getting fouls is Barrett. That's it. Yeah. You're right, Dante. Like, but I'll say smarter. this. I'll say this, Dante, and thanks for the phone call. You're, I don't care how bad the officials are or how bad you think they are. You're not winning scoring 39 points and a half. Yeah, I, You're I not mean, winning. You're not. And so your point's more of how they didn't shoot well, how they didn't go to the basket more. Instead of putting up the threes, I get you. I'm more along that. The referees were, listen, the referees let them play. Both sides had a lot of complaints about how that game was called tonight, Gordon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that was not the issue tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, the Knicks should not try to play close games. Yes, I would be in favor of them blowing out everybody. I also am in favor of this. And And the threes were not falling. No shots were falling. They were missing everything. They were missing bunnies in the lane. Everything was coming up short. So uh, it's a frustrating night. I get it. But would you have rather lost to Boston and then come back and win this game? No. So you got a great win against Boston. You come home. You're a little gassed. You're shorthanded. You don't have your floor general. Uh, Maybe your best player. It's disappointing, but you can't be – you can't be too down after winning nine straight games. No. Now, if you if you go out on the road trip and you win one game and lose three, then you'll have some reasons to complain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then you can, you know, then it's like, oh, what's going on? 
Then you start to say, well, was that nine-game winning streak just luck? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll creep in. Absolutely. Everything. Then you start second-guessing everything. Yeah. So, listen, let's, let's – it's one loss – Take a deep breath. And, and the double overtime game, they played shorthanded as well. I mean, how many exactly. minutes did did uh, quickly play in that game? 50-something? 50 55. 55? I mean, yeah, it happens. <laughs> and, and, and all – and the full second from halftime to the end. Right. He got a rest in the first half and halftime. He did not come off the floor. When he got on the floor, starting the second half, he never left until he was leaving for after the double overtime. That's a lot of basketball. And even he admitted that yesterday he was sore as you could be. So today he wasn't sore; he was exhausted. Yeah. And <laughs> and and it it, when you look at the game tonight, their defense wasn't up to snuff, no. and their rebound it wasn't up to snuff. No. Now, if that's a trend that continues, okay, fine. But for one night, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose my mind about it. No, not at all. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? So, uh, Larry Gordon. I agree with everything you're saying, but what made this disappointing is this was the fourth worst team in basketball. Absolutely. You know, they were only better than San Antonio, Houston, and Detroit. We were at home. We rested in our beds Monday night. Uh, I know, I, you know, that was two nights ago, that game. You know, uh, a tough game. Boy, we really missed Jalen tonight, but still, and a 15-point lead at half. I mean, there were a lot of things that were in our favor in this game, too, and should have won it. You know, you just squeeze out a win. But it's okay. You know, I'd rather lose a game in the West Coast where, you know, you're not in your own bed. This game, you know, it's okay, but disappointing. You know, like mm-hmm. you say, you're not going to lose your mind, but very, very disappointing. And it does put a damper on the uh, Boston Celtic game because, you know, you know how it is in sports. You win a big game. You got to keep winning. You know, it's not enough. You, ju- you just can't end it. But uh, we really missed Jalen tonight. I'll tell you that, though. If we had him, I think, you know, he'll be oh, back in the first game. game. Yeah. You see, he'll be back in uh, the West Coast, first game. Don't know. We don't know. Uh, don't I hope know, so. But he should be. He's traveling. And we go with right, the team. Larry. We go right at Sacramento. Is that our yes. first game? Yes. Wow, Thursday that's going to be sick. Wow, that team is ready, and they'll be ready for Bear Boy. That's going to be a tough game. So we'll see how we bounce back in that game. If we play them tough, and you know everything will be resolved. But uh, I'll tell you what, Sacramento's going to be ready for us. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank all you. All right, all right, Richard. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, I hear what you say, but Richard, I would not take back the double overtime win over Boston. No, for this, I'm not taking that back. I get what you're saying. How disappointing it is. I get what you're saying that it was at home. I get it. It's a bad team. I get all that. I'm, I'm not certainly not giving up back. the loss of the no. win against Miami. No, I mean, that's a team that's chasing you. Yeah, I'm no. not giving up any of those games. I, you know, it happens. Yeah, it's frustrating. I get it. But they are going to lose some games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to win every game the rest of the year. <laughs> right. If I told you they lost to, to a terrible team, but they were shorthanded coming off a double overtime win, and, and, and maybe their best player was the guy who was out, I, I don't know. It doesn't. It's, it, it seems to add up to yeah. That's a that's a disappointing loss, but I understand it. Exactly. That's how I see it. Speaking of seeing, see the Michael K Show live from the bar at Monahan Train Hall this Friday, March 10th, before the semifinal round of the Big East Basketball Tournament. Stop by before heading into the Garden or before your commute home and enter for a chance to win tickets to the championship game. You can see Michael K and the Michael K Show. You know, Michael, Don, and Peter. 
live from the bar at Monaghan Train Hall starting at 3 p.m. on March 10th. Just steps away from MSG and Penn Station. Brought to you by Jack Daniels, Sam Adams, and Truly Hard Seltzer. When we return, Daniel Jones got paid. Saquon Barkley got paid, not as much as he wanted. And the Jets are getting closer to a quarterback. Maybe. Nope. We'll discuss next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. What I think was the compromise that they were able to make was that Jones got his number and his wish of the, you know, $40 million, $82 million fully guaranteed over the first two years. Like, that that's a solid number for Daniel Jones. On the flip side, what the team got was they're really only locked in now for two years. For a quarterback who uh, really is just coming off his first big season, so it does kind of give them that out there. And, I mean, I'm, I'm actually was reading a text from someone around the league that I trust implicitly with this kind of stuff. And he was kind of saying it was a, a win-win for both sides. Join Run On, breaking down the Daniel Jones contract. It's ESPN in New York tonight. Hardesty and Damer until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on 98.7. And Gordon, that reported contract, four years, $160 million before incentives, gives him an average of $40 million a year, which was, ties him with Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott for the seventh highest quarterback salary in the league. He, would, he is now the ninth quarterback in the National Football League with a contract with the average of $40 million or more. Yeah, I mean, they got the, do- the job done. The Giants had to kind of bite the bullet here because it certainly served their interest best to get him signed to a long-term contract and they can spread out the money in the way they want uh, and allowed them to have the-, the franchise tag for at least now to slap on Saquon Barkley. And uh, it's a risk. There's no question about it because mm-hmm. if the Giants go back to look at anything like they did before this year, well, then everybody's going <laughs> to everybody's gonna be hammering the deal. But, again, I, this is kind of what the, the number was going to be for a starting quarterback who's 26 years old, who's coming off his best season. I know it's only one year, but what, what were the alternatives? Uh, they didn't have any. Yeah, they didn't really have money. And, 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 look, we all talked about during the season about how much we trust Brian Dable, Brian Dable, coach of the year, Brian Dable, Brian Dable. Brian Dable clearly wanted Daniel Jones back. Yep. And, and it wasn't something where his he picked Daniel Jones. He came in, and, and they didn't want to extend the, the fifth-year option. So he, he was convinced over the course of the season that he can win with Daniel Jones. So if it had been $38 million, it had $39 million, $41 million, I get you want, to have, you want to save every dollar possible to improve the team in any way you can. But trust me, before too long, wherever Daniel Jones is on the rank of quarterbacks in terms of salary, he's going to get knocked down here pretty quickly because there's going to yeah. be a bunch of guys that are going to be flying past him, and rightfully so. He could be 11th by the, by, by yeah, the start very of the quickly. season. Absolutely. <laughs> very quickly, he's going to drop down. And, and here's the thing. If it turns out that Daniel Jones, that this year was the jumping off point, and now he's, he's going to be a, a different level of quarterback. Well, great. You, mm-hmm. got, you got him locked in for a long time, and that number is going to look a whole lot better the, the, the longer it goes. And if it goes back to the way he was before, well, you're only locked in for two years. So right. I don't know. It's a pretty good deal for the Giants, I think. And it, it's, it helps them because even though, the, the, as Jordan Ronan will tell you in a second about the, the price, the, the – um, franchise tag for Barkley. What it does for Jones is it, it allows them, okay, after two years, okay, we've paid mm-hmm. him that money. We're good. Goodbye. 
If he doesn't Absolutely. work, we have to go find another quarterback, you know? So it's not that it's good. See, that's the one thing when you get caught up. And I realize that quarterbacks are different, you know, but when you get caught up, you get caught up in the money. It's not guaranteed. Only the first two years of that deal is guaranteed. The rest of it, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Save and money. For everyone who is saying, you know, the Giants could have franchised Daniel Jones twice and still been at less money. Well, the only problem with that is they would have used that money to sign a running back who has been hurt basically every single season to a long-term contract. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I don't know. It, it, it seems like it makes sense. I, I prefer having the running back for one year at $10 million. That's not breaking the bank. He has another prove-it season to see if he can stay healthy. Uh, and you don't invest in running back, so getting him at $10 million is, is to me, acceptable. If, if you have your quarterback, you got your running back, and now you can have a little bit extra money to go out there and, and see if you can improve the, the skill positions. $10 million, Gordon, perhaps for now. Yeah. So run-on was on Canteen Carlin, and he says, not so fast for Barkley. I think this is almost like kind of like a placeholder. Here's the thing. In a perfect world, I think the Giants would love to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, $10.1 million. You're basically renting a running back for another year. His sixth year in the NFL. But if you're Saquon Barkley, that's your worst nightmare, right? Because you're a running back. You're entering your sixth year in the NFL. And the last thing you want is no security. So I do think, and I have heard that, they are not that far off numbers-wise. So I do think that a uh, long-term deal is likely within the next, you know, what, uh, free agency is in a week, I guess, right? So in the next week, I would not be surprised to see a long-term deal done between the two parties. Now, Adam Schefter says long-term deal or not, Giants are in control on whatever Barkley gets done. The franchise tag for a running back is just over $10 million. That is lower than what the Giants, I'm told, we're offering Saquon Barkley on a multi-year deal. And so the franchise tag leverage shifts to the Giants here because whereas they had an offer on the table, the franchise tag is worth even less than what they were offering before. And that's why if you're Saquon Barkley, you can't be pleased about today's developments knowing how much you've meant to the franchise. I mean, just think about this. Saquon Barkley is an incredible player. Daniel Jones has been a really good quarterback. Daniel Jones' deal comes in at an average of about $40 million a year, and we'll see the fine print of that contract. The franchise tag for Saquon Barkley is $10 million. So Daniel Jones, 40, Saquon, 10. I know that that's what the football world is established. Does that make sense? Well, here's the thing, Shefty. Don't forget, uh, Barkley could have taken the deal that was yeah. had on the table before. It's not Absolutely. like they didn't offer him something. They mm -hmm. offered him something during, during the season, and he didn't take it. And so that's, that's the issue. He rolled the dice, he lost. Absolutely. And to me, I don't know. I think the Giants would be foolish to to offer him more money and a longer term deal. Uh, I don't know uh, all the the salary cap ramifications of it, but I, I, it's a much better deal for the Giants to have him locked in for one year at ten million dollars. And you know what? If he ha if he goes out and shows you, wow, we want this guy even long. Okay, fine. Then sign him next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I don't understand. And and. and for all the talk about $40 million, $42 million, the franchise tag, Daniel Jones's cap number for this year I think is like 18 and a half. So that's, that provides them a lot more room to maneuver to go mm -hmm. out with free agency coming up as opposed to slapping the franchise tag on him. So Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't see why you would all of a sudden say, you know what, we really like Saquon, so we're going to sign him to, for more money than we have to and longer years. Yeah.
And you're you're right you're right there, Gordon. The cap number this season is nineteen for, okay. for Jones. Okay, yeah, so, so there you so go. You're right, you're right there. So you know, listen, you're paying him forty average, mm-hmm. but you and, can stretch and, it out, and because yeah. you have the five years there, I mean, exactly. You know. And you got nineteen this year. That allows you to do some things. Absolutely, far more than if they had had to use the franchise tag. Exactly, because then you had thirty-two. So you you know you yep. you gain almost you gain almost double. It's almost double. So. You know, uh, they they came out okay in what could have been a, you know, touchy situation. They came out okay. When we return, Mike Tannenbaum says, all this talk about they're flying out to get Aaron Rodgers, eh, I'm not sold on it yet. We'll get his thoughts and hear what Gordon has to say next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I'd say doubtful. When we were fortunate enough to trade for Brett Favre, we gave up a third-round pick, which we thought was reasonable. He played one year, played well, you know, fell short with injuries. This situation to me is different because I don't think they're going to trade, meaning the Packers, Aaron Rodgers for anything less than a first-round pick. If that's the case, I would say to Aaron Rodgers, hey, look, you want $60 million a year? No problem. But I need a two-year commitment. So it's $120 million. Of the 120, 90 is in year two, at which point we could figure out the renegotiation. But I need to know that this is at least a two-year marriage for a couple of reasons. One, it has to justify giving up a first-round pick. That will also buy me time, guys, to go draft his replacement. So I'm not interested in a one-year deal because I think the Band-Aid for them just isn't worth it. And if I could get at least two years out out of Aaron Rodgers, I'm in. That's Mike Tannenbaum, who joined our guys in the morning, Rick DiPietro and uh, Dave Rothenberg here on 98.7 ESPN, Hardesty and Damer until midnight. And Gordon, Mike Tannenbaum has been really consistent with this. He has said from the beginning, he doesn't think that the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. And you know how I feel about it. I don't think they're going to get him either. And it's been all through this, you know, there's this posturing and negotiation. And listen, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go out there and have the conversation. He is the best quarterback available up up until today (laughs) because now Lamar Jackson's situation moves him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. But still, that's what you're supposed to do. You do your due diligence. You try to find out all the conversation that you have. But, Gordon, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation because the Jets probably left there, the Jet contingent, probably with their head spinning. Like, what does he say? What did he do? Could you run that back? Could could you replay that? <laughs> what? What? Well, I, I mean, the thing is, is it, it does take a little bit of pressure off the Jets in their meeting with Aaron Rodgers. I get that that's their plan A, and by all means, go and, and pursue your plan A. But now, if plan A does not work out, and there's a lot of reasons why it might not work out, Plan B is sitting there for you, and and it's crystal clear how you get that done. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, gee, I wonder if, if 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 he wants to play in New York, if he wants to play in the cold, maybe he's from a place, you know, somewhere else. It's very simple. It's give him a fully guaranteed contract, give the Ravens two first-round picks, and away you go. You have now solved the Jets quarterback position for the next decade. At least. You would you would certainly hope for the next five to seven years you know yes. who your starting quarterback is, and you would think he is one of the top what five seven quarterbacks in the league. Yes, the only concern you have, as we pointed out last night, Gordon, is he wants a fully guaranteed contract, yep. and he's been injured. He the has past been couple injured. seasons. Yep, so that's, he has that's been the, injured. That's the only thing because if he has you you, you there's no <laughs> you're walking this net you're walking this tightrope and there's no net. 
<laughs> but if, if Aaron Rodgers says, you know what, I want to go back to Green Bay, I want to retire, there should never be any conversation involving the New York Jets that involves Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. There should be no quarterback conversation about Baker Mayfield. Nope. It Ooh. is crystal clear who you go and get and how you get that done is very simple. It is, it is paint by numbers. So the, the Jets now, the, the, the bar for next season is playoffs or bust. The quarterback conundrum has been solved one way or the other. If you don't get one, two is sitting right there. You have to go get that. And it ha- whatever it costs you, Woody Johnson, whatever it has to cost you to get them, you got to go get that done. I'm ready to switch, Gordon. I'm, for me, oh, Lamar's yeah, look, one. The only reason why I'm saying Rodgers is one is it because it's clear their offseason right. plan has been Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if that's if you truly believe he gives you the best chance to win right now, okay, fine. But if that falls through, and it, look, the ways it can fall through, <laughs> we could have a two-hour show just on that alone. But if it falls through, I don't want to hear about Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want. To, I don't ever want to hear the name Ryan Tannehill again. It is Lamar Jackson, two first-round picks, and away you go. Rob Domofsky, who covers the Green Bay Packers for ESPN, was on the Michael K. Show earlier today, you know, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. And the guys asked him, what would the compensation be for Aaron Rodgers? I asked a bunch of people about that at the Combine last week. And even if it's a one-team market, people around the league still seem to think that it's going to take a first-round pick. Now, if you're the Jets, you know, what do you do? You start with a three, right? And they're like, oh, well, he doesn't want to be there. And where else are you going to send him? You know, and maybe it goes up from there. If I remember right, and I was covering this at the time, I think the trade for Favre was a third-round pick that ended up having some contingencies on it that ended up becoming a second-round pick in 2009. Incidentally, the Packers used that second-round pick to trade back up into the first round to get Clay Matthews. And at that time, was Favre any different in his career other than you just didn't know how much longer he was going to play because he had retired once? But as far as where they were at in their career, I'm not so sure there was a huge difference in terms of what they had left, what they had done recently. Well, no, it's, not, it's, it's very close. <laughs> it's a very similar situation. It yeah. is. It really is. And that's why that's the one thing that, that even as someone who thinks the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers, that's one that is a little puzzling to me, that Rodgers wants to follow in the exact same footsteps yeah. as Favre, a guy that apparently you know doesn't, doesn't uh, get along great with or whatever. You know, Do you want to follow the exact same path? Yeah. Uh, that, that, one, that is part of it, but... Um, if uh, if I had to, if I were a betting man, I would still think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. Ritzamini, what will the Jets' plans be if Rodgers stays in Green Bay? I believe Jimmy Garoppolo would be the next up. Uh, he will be a free agent on Monday, so obviously no compensation involved there, a different situation from the Rodgers situation. And then, uh, you know, Jimmy with, you know, Robert Sala, you know, they were together for a few years in San Francisco, so there's that familiarity. And I think uh, I think Jimmy would be the target. Now, Jimmy is not a lock to, uh, you know, just to come to the Jets. I think he's going to have other suitors because uh, the Raiders, Josh McDaniel, obviously the connection from New England there, so I think the Raiders would be in play as well. So, But, yes, I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo would be the next one in line for the Jets. Now, that was Ritzamini speaking this morning, Gordon, and this was before Lamar Jackson's news came in. So, once again, obviously Jackson moves ahead. of, of He becomes, like you said, it's either him or Rodgers. The Jets have to have to one be. of those two. 
You can't no, have your owner go out there and say, I'm willing to spend big bucks to bring in the quarterback. There's two quarterbacks available, and you don't get either of those guys. No. I'm sorry. Jimmy Garoppolo's name, he shall not be named. His name shall not be used again in regards to the Jets. Same thing with Ryan Tannehill. Same thing with everybody else on that list. It's Rodgers. If not Rodgers, go get Lamar Jackson. Adam Schefter on NFL Live on the Jets meeting with Aaron Rodgers. The Jets absolutely are interested. Why would they not be? You're talking about one of the great quarterbacks of all time. But it's a situation here where he still has to determine what he wants to do. Earlier in the week, there was a school of thought that he wanted to walk away from the game and retire. So if that's the case, then the Jets essentially are making a sales pitch to him today to convince him to try to play. We don't know, ultimately, what he's decided to do. What I think is looking more and more clear is him playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023 looks increasingly unlikely. All right. So it's really it's really the Jets or retirement. <laughs> it's what it yeah, sounds and, like. And you know what? With him, it's just... I find it hard to believe it's going to be clear cut. No, this it's not. It's not. I, I feel like he's just going to drag it out. And that could be something that um, is a, an issue for the Jets because you got to have an answer. You, yes. You got to get something done here. That's right. You've waited long enough. That's why for me, Lamar Jackson moves to the head of the list. Cause I can go talk to him right now, Gordon, right now. Yeah. Here's what you no, want. Absolutely. Here's the money. Mm-hmm. Hey, Baltimore. You don't here's, have to convince him of I'm anything. Giving. No, yep. here's one I'm giving you match it. If you want, <laughs> Match it if you and, want. and look, they could. Uh, the Jets aren't paying anybody yet. They should be able to figure out some way to to finagle the contract so that that, that it would be impossible for the Ravens to match mm-hmm. it. Sure, they can do that because it's clear. Because if the Ravens wanted to pay him, Gordon, they would have given him the regular franchise tag. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're saying, listen, we really what what he's asking, we really don't want to pay. That's what it sounds like to me. So you give us the draft choices and we'll move on because we're not going to pay him. I don't see how they're going to pay him. Otherwise, they would have put the regular franchise tag on him. And I, I'll tell you one thing. He's not playing for that number. No, no. He's not playing <laughs> no. for that number. No, no way. No, not at all. No question. He's not doing it. And I wouldn't. And, and I, I don't blame him. him. I, <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. You know, I mean, he was the office. Now, listen, I get it. As you pointed out earlier, I get the Jets are not just like he's there and it's like, boom, okay, we're Super Bowl bound. They have issues. They got to figure out the offensive line. They've got some They've got some holes on their team. Wow. But the one hole they won't have is at the quarterback. And guess what? You'll figure the other stuff out. Absolutely. You'll figure the other stuff out. Once that quarterback is locked in, okay, and I know, well, you know, uh, Brees Hall is coming back, but you don't know he's coming back from there. You don't know how he's going to be. We'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. I could, Gordon, I can find the running back. If the Jets – if the feeling around the NFL is the same that the Jets have about their own individual talent and they add Lamar Jackson, people will be rushing to Florham Park. No question. To to You're right. to join that bandwagon. Yep. Yep. If no if the feeling it. around the league is the same as the Jets are. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the case, but if, if some are and some aren't. Yeah. I would think that's what some some feel the same way. They, I mean, that's all we hear. Oh, they got young talent. Oh, they just. Uh, I mean, that's, they're all, that's loaded. The greatest all we draft hear. in the history of drafts. That's all we heard. Playoff oh, defense, this, Super Bowl that, defense. Oh, yep. No. Yeah, you know. So I guess the league does think that way. <laughs> so and and it really does feel like the Ravens are counting on the fact that nobody is going to give 
The guaranteed contract. The guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. And and they're probably right. I mean, it's amazing the amount of teams that are already – no, no, we're not doing – we're, we're out. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing it. I know. But it only takes one. It does. And one's already done it. Mm-hmm. With Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, and that's what put it in his mind. So, listen, he's going to roll – How old, how old is Woody day. Johnson? He's what not is buying, Woody Johnson's age? I mean, is. like, how much longer are we going to wait? He's not like, buying green bananas. Exactly. Thank you, Michael K. Exactly. <laughs> He's 75 years old. Yeah. You can't take it with you. No. Nope. And For you'll once. get it back. Right. And, and, and you'll get it back. You'll oh, get you it back won't in. miss it. Get, get, get out of here. You're, he's not going to miss it. Come on. He'll get it back. There's no question about it. He'll sell he'll, a couple he'll, more Q-tips. Come on. That's it. You know, well, exactly. no, he'll, he'll, he'll sell some jerseys. Right, yeah, true. I don't think he has anything to do with Johnson. I think I read that, that he doesn't actually yeah. have anything to do with Johnson. Yeah, he Johnson, does. But, he does. But. When we return, we'll take your phone calls. Plus, Gordon, did I hear something about a retired quarterback heading south? We'll discuss that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Tom Brady on the internet in a Miami Dolphins jersey. Well, you know, the Dolphins have been very uh, out there uh, as soon as the season ended that they were going to stick with Tua Tungavailoa despite the, the injury concerns. But that owner down there is such a wild card and has gotten himself in trouble multiple times, uh, especially with his pursuit of Tom Brady. So when you have a quarterback is missing as much time as Tua has and a team that is a win-now team, it doesn't take a lot. So any quarterback who's available or even is not available, is mm-hmm. there's going to be rumors. There's been talk that the Dolphins are looking at other quarterbacks. They're going, to, they're going to investigate every angle. Brady's name has come up before because of the connection with Stephen Ross and the Michigan thing and, and how he's already gotten in trouble for, for tampering there. But Lamar Jackson's, as soon as that came up, Lamar Jackson's name that's one that's going to get tied to Miami if he goes someplace else. Uh, Aaron Rodgers even has been mentioned going to Miami. So uh, I don't think that they're going to go down that road, mainly because they probably should go down that road. But <laughs> I think that that's just going to be out there the entire offseason because that owner is just such a doofus that um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's possible he does something crazy. We'll get to the calls in a second. But, Gordon, I mean, seriously – how do they handle this tour situation? Because, I mean, you have to have somebody in there that's going to be a competent quarterback. Even even if you say he's going to play this year, your backup has got to be serious because you know he could the backup well, could end up playing. That's what they thought last year, and that's why they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater, unfortunately, was terrible. Yeah. So they're going to go back into the quarterback market. It would not surprise me if it's somebody who has quite a bit of starting experience. And if you're one of the guys, if you're one of the guys that gets left out on a starting job, that's a pretty good backup job to take mm-hmm. because you have a pretty clear path to not only getting to play, but you have some talent to play with on offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Tua missed how many weeks this year? 6 weeks out of the whole season with the, the all the different concussions? Mhm. Yeah. If he were to suffer a concussion, say, in week three next year, how long do you think he's going to be out? He might be out until week eight. He, he might be, be or longer. Or longer. And if you get in there with that offense, if you're Baker Mayfield, if you're Gardner, you know, if you're one of these guys who didn't get a starting job, 
I don't know. I think that's a pretty that might be the best backup job because of the talent around you and the possible you are going to start a game at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost certainly. Yeah, no doubt about it. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Buddha. Hey guys, what's going on? Did y'all hear about what happened with Joe Douglas? No. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's gonna what be happened? good. No, I mean they said that he had to go to the hospital, the urgent care in California. I did not see anything of that. Yeah, they had. Um, I was watching the report. They told me that um, him and Rob Sala had dropped some acid. With <laughs> there it is. Had, there we go. And then <laughs> there we go. Get the pen. He had to get the pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the EMT said Rob Sala had the lampshade on his head. It was doing the hucklebuck reciting lines from JoJo Dancer. You're mm. out of line. You're out of line a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you listen, all jokes aside, man. Look, it, you know, I I think this is um, Rod just trying to get another team involved. I think you know he's a sensitive guy. He's a sensitive guy, and I think the Packers have kind of made it known to him and everybody that they're tired of his nonsense and they're ready to move on. You know, um, and also I think the Packers have been watching, you know, the Lakers. They've been watching LeBron. You Listen, you know that aging superstar, that thing doesn't work out for a couple of reasons. Injury, uh, sometimes it's discord on the team. You know, the older guys disconnected from the younger people. You know, and then when it's postseason futility, wrapped up all in one, I mean, is it really worth it to continue on? I mean, it's not even about whether Jordan Love could play or could not play. It's just about, like, we need to take back our franchise, man. Mm-hmm. But the sad thing is, you know, for the Jets, I mean, jeez, man. I mean, their, their whole thinking is, like, for one or two years of just making the playoffs is worth, after those two years, going back to irrelevance again. I mean, Let's not forget, you know, Rodgers can be a mentor to Zach Wilson. I mean, the, the stuff that I'm hearing, it, 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 it's, it's nonsensical. And, you know, you guys are talking about Lamar Jackson. Like I, 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 like you said, Unc, he would have been my first choice too. But I'm telling you something, and this is, the real, this is real talk. You know, I don't think Woody Johnson would want Lamar Jackson as his quarterback, period. But I know for a fact, they trying to send a message to that young man. You understand what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like that Deshaun Watson thing. You have one or two owners that'll go rogue and do their own thing. Yeah. But listen, that group of 32 guys, they're going to sit down. They're going to settle that thing down. And, I mean, you know, collusion is a dirty word. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, come on, you think that doesn't exist in that billionaire boys club? They're not oh, going to sure let him get oh, the sure deal. They're not yeah. letting him get that deal that he wants. They're not yeah. letting him get it. Yeah, he's not going to get – I don't think he'll get a – I don't see anybody that's going to – and thanks for the phone call, Booth. It's, it's like what we said, Gordon. Who else is going to be that person that's going to give anybody, especially at the quarterback position, a guaranteed – a totally guaranteed contract? That would set the – you know what that would do in the National Football League? Yeah, it's one time – if it happens once, it's one thing. Yes. If it happens a second time, it's a trend. Yeah. And they don't want that trend. I no. get that. Well, here's the thing. I don't know how Woody Johnson views uh, the fans or views the public perception of him, but there is no owner in this town right now who has fired up his fan base more than Steve Cohen. And Steve Cohen has done that by not really caring what the other owners say. Mm -hmm. If there was ever a time in Woody Johnson's life for him to model himself after Steve Cohen, this is the time. Yeah, 
You're right. And you said you were going to. Spend the big money on the quarterback. You said you were going to. Here you go. Here's the litmus test. Yep. I mean, I'm just saying, for me, I'm going to give up one number one for two years mm-hmm. as opposed to giving up one number one for 10. <laughs> two number ones for 10 years of, of quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer, Gordon. Well, it's a no-brainer. You, yeah. You, you get to see just how serious you are. Yeah. Because Buddha's right. Let's say Rodgers comes here and he's everything that you think he could be. All right, maybe you got a shot to have a deep playoff run. Who knows? Maybe you could even go to a Super Bowl if everything broke right. Mm-hmm. But at the most, you're getting two years. That's it. At the most. And even if he comes back for third, he's not going to be the same oh, player no. he was when there's, he first there's got no, Yeah, there's no chance. There's he's not no going to be chance. the same player. You, you're probably not even going to get a second. Even if he tells you he's going to get a second, you think he doesn't go back on his word? Yeah. I was going to put you through when you wish he would. <laughs> you wish he would just say, well, that, what's going to, what are you doing? Just tell me. Go. Just go. I'll find somebody else to play quarterback. Just go. Could be like that. Because he could put be. you through a lot. He mm-hmm. put you through a lot. He's, he's high maintenance. He's very high maintenance. He's very high maintenance. And, you know, uh, I don't think that, Gordon, there's nobody else that wants him. It's either the Jets it or the It does seem that way, and it, I completely agree with Buddha. I said this, uh, I think it was two weeks ago. It, it seems like he is delaying this to work some angle to find the team that he wants to go to. I don't know if it's the Jets. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And he can't get – and it looks like Vegas wants no part of even the possibility of discussing him. No, they're out. They're out on him. You know, so, I mean, they, they don't even want to be, you know, they, they, everybody else rumored about them, but them. <laughs> it does never... make you wonder with all these yeah. teams looking for quarterbacks and a quarterback who is potentially available, it's not going to cost you, well, it's going to cost you money, it's going to cost you a pick or two. Yeah. But it's almost like if you look around the table and you don't know who the sucker is, I mean, the Packers, they, all the reports are they have no interest in bringing him back. They want him out of there. The mm-hmm. Raiders, they took themselves out of the running very quickly. Yep. All the other teams, it seems, who, if he doesn't go to the Jets, where's he going? Carolina. XFL? <laughs> Carolina. CFL? Atlanta? I, I don't see that one either. No, because he's not it, going to the NFC. He's not going to be in the NFC. So that's that's the other issue. Mm-hmm. They're not going to send him to the NFC. They're just not. Tennessee, that was another one that we mentioned. Tennessee, right? But Tennessee's yeah. getting rid of all their players. Why is he going to go mean, there? Derek Henry is up. Is yeah. Let, and, I mean... He was their offense. That's why you don't give Saquon a three-year deal. I mean, you know. Turns very quickly. It does. And I tell you, Ryan Tannehill is not going to be able to run that offense without Derrick Henry. Not the way that offense He, he could barely run it with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, he's not going to be able to. No. You know, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how it this is. plays out. It is. Do you it think really we is. have a, a clear idea of what the Jets are doing by the weekend? Early next week. Early next week, okay. Yeah, I think early next week. I think they will – I think right now they are calling Baltimore to talk They have to, to be. Joe Douglas's connections there? They have to be calling them right now. After today's conversation, because – because not that I know, because I'm not in the inner circle of trust for Brett, for uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm no, not Brett Favre. who is? You know, but, I mean, I know he didn't give them an answer yet. He can give him an answer. Let me think about it. Whatever they said to him, let me think about it. I'm telling you, he didn't give him an answer today. 
He didn't give him an answer whether he's going to retire or not. He didn't give him an answer. Well, here's the thing. If he doesn't give you an answer, get on the, get the back answer. on the plane. <laughs> yep. Track in where Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's in Florida, wherever he is, and and work up some some frequent flyer miles because right. that's we're moving on. Yeah, that's a, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're shutting that door. We're shutting that door. It's done. We we tried it. It didn't work. Didn't work. It's very simple. Gordon, we'll see you tomorrow night. Have a uh, good day on the air tomorrow. We'll try. Yeah, we have a full show tomorrow night at 10. I'll be there. All right, sounds good. So will I. (laughs) (laughs) That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you, Julian. Conversation continues with Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.